morning, everybody. Sean Modry here, and this is Sean Modry's podcast. And why are we doing Sean Modry's podcast? Because everybody says we should do a podcast. So we're doing what we're told to do. No, that's not true. The truth is we're doing this because we've got our message and we want to get a message out. And what is our message? Our message is to inspire salespeople. And not inspire in this affirmational kind of way of inspiring, but practical tools that you can use in your sales business and to help your business and grow your business. And, and it doesn't matter if you're in real estate sales. I don't care if you sell rubber chickens on the boardwalk. I think that we can help you. Um, my intrepid co-host, I stole intrepid from, from Joe <laughs> Rogan there, is Mo. Mo, introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, hello, everyone. Um, I am Mo. Um, I'm from Cairo, Egypt, which is interesting. Um, I've been working with Sean for a while so far, and I will be helping him with this podcast as uh, being his producer. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm excited for this. Uh, um, as Sean mentioned, we're doing this because this is what we love. I love speaking with people. Sean does the same. And so why not record this while talking? So um, we, we've been thinking about doing this for a while so far. And uh, we finally uh, gone to a decision to uh, sort this out. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to have you here with me, Sean. I'm excited that uh, other people will be also listening to this. And I'm thrilled to see other people's reactions to this too. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, many people use the term VA, right? In, yeah. in America, right? VA, virtual assistant, virtual assistant. I don't think I've ever once called you a virtual assistant because yeah. it, you're a coworker, right? I mean, you and I've worked together um, just like we were working in the same office for, we've known each other almost a year, but yeah. but uh, we've been working together pretty closely for about five months now, right? Where. Yeah. You know, just like if we we're working together in an office, we get on calls and, and we talk and we chat. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so I think what we're going to do with, with this is maybe shatter this idea of what a VA is too, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that would be very helpful. It would be helpful. So, to keep this short and sweet, what our goal is, is to give you guys just a little bit of content each and every day. Well, not each and every day, but we're going to put out a podcast at least once a week and about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. We're going to keep them short. We're going to keep them on point. We're going to keep them fun and entertaining, hopefully. Um, yeah. That's why Mo's here is he's our, he's <laughs> our, our commentary. And, um, and more, more importantly, he's there to keep me on topic because I have a tendency to wander, right? Yeah. To get, in, get into cul-de-sacs. <laughs> yeah. So today's topic Today's topic, what's today's topic again? Okay, so uh, today's topic, we are going to be talking about how lots of BS could cloud the vision, could cloud you from reaching your ultimate goal. So Sean is going to be talking to us about this in into this episode. Yeah, I actually knew, but I wanted to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> so, so... How BS bullshit is clouding <laughs> your goal, how it's getting in the way and distractions and interruptions and 
and this could be failures. This could be things mm. that have happened to you either in your day, in your week, in your life that's clouding and getting in the way of what you're looking to accomplish. So mm. I think we've all experienced this throughout times in our lives, right? I mean, have you, have you felt this way before? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And I'm um, actually grateful to know you because you have helped me uh, personally go through this myself. Hmm. Nice, nice. No, no specific example. You're not going to share with anything personal. Uh, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about that here, to be honest. <laughs> but what I would say is that when we were uh, working on the emails together, so Sean and I we were working on setting up his email sequences to his um, website uh, email subscribers. Uh, so uh, we used to pivot a lot in, in, in the beginning on what exactly our goal was. But uh, once we started defining what it is, and then once we started breaking it down into smaller achievable goals, uh, things started to be better and easier. <laughs> And um, action was being taken by itself as if it's just going smoothly without uh, too many interruptions, as you might think. Nice, man. Nice. So let's get into this. So, so let's say you're in a situation. I mean, let's face it. Right? We're in the middle of January. Literally, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day here and in America, in Cairo. It's who knows what <laughs> it's holiday. It's today. It's, <laughs> It's just Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in America right now, this time of year, a lot of us are talking and thinking about our businesses and how we're going to overcome and what we, you know, maybe some of the challenges we faced last year, maybe we want to accomplish more than we did last year. Um, maybe we're just looking at how do we overcome some of the challenges that we faced this week. And this is all bullshit. This is all the stuff that gets in the way. This is all the stuff that clouds our vision that, that, interrupts and interferes with us, right? And um, some of this stuff can, can erode our confidence, right? And bring us down. Mm -hmm. And so the key, right? The key, and this is why this is such an important topic right now, is to get back to what it is that you wanted to accomplish in the first place, right? So yeah. I hate to say it, but this is about, well, there goes my, my, my computer making dinging noises. This is about <laughs> The word G-O-A-L, right? The goal setting word, which we hate to hear, right? We hate to hear. Yeah. And why do we hate it? Why do, why do so many people hate the, the idea of setting goals? Yeah. I was, I mean, and I'll be honest, I, <laughs> I kind of hate it too sometimes. Like there's parts, like I have my goal setting exercises that I go through and I have, I have 12 things, or I'm sorry, nine things on my goal set, nine different areas and some of them i want to leave blank mm -hmm. so um it's it's an it's interesting to think about but um i was going to ask you the same let's just start with why so um from my personal opinion i think the reason behind uh this kind of of, of um actions in your mind that are taking place that are conveying or not just conveying like um, you know, clouding the main vision or the goal, as we mentioned, is because we are just afraid of too many things. This is just human nature. And mm -hmm. 
um, you know, we were afraid of what what would people think if if I did it wrong, or what would people think if I didn't do this, and what would I personally think of myself if I didn't do this? I would be feeling regret. I would be feeling, you know, upset. I'll be terrified. I'll be in the streets if if it's something uh, related to finance. So um, yeah. I think fear is one of the main reasons that all of this is popping up. Don't you agree yeah. on that? Oh, I think it's, I think fear is a big part of it, right? And, and there's kind of a couple layers, right? So let's tear into just some of those layers, right? So number okay. one reason that a lot of us get hung up when we go to set our goals is if I set a goal and I don't achieve it, then it only tells me one thing, right? That I'm not good enough or I'm mm. not smart enough. Mm. I didn't work hard enough. I'm not disciplined, right? And so it's, it only proves I'm not enough. So the response to that is to either set a very low achievable goal that we know that we can achieve, right? So, so if we had a goal last year of selling, you know, 20 widgets, right? And I just happen to have, a, you know, a history of selling real estate, right? That's my background is in real estate sales. And so if my goal, if I had a goal of selling 20 homes, and then my next year's goal might be to sell 20 homes, right? Because I know I can achieve it. Or maybe I say 22, right? A small mm -hmm. incremental because I know I can achieve it, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. This is what I, one thing I want to tell you. I, I'm not here to tell you to double or triple or 10X your goals, right? Like Grant Cardone, 10X <laughs> your goals. Um, your goals are your goals, right? Your goals aren't my goals. But what is the reason that you're setting the goal where you're setting it? Is it because you have a fear of failure? You have a fear of looking bad and having evidence of, of, of failure, right? Because does, you know, is failure scary to you? Have, if you've never failed in life, if you've never set out to do something and fail, and literally when I say fail, I mean fall flat on your face, failure, embarrassing failure, then you haven't experienced life yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I have had those experiences. And what do you learn? What do you learn from that experience is that you're going to be okay, right? G guess what? The world continues to move on without, right? Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. it does, it pays attention to you for about three and a half minutes and then it just moves on, right? This is people <laughs> are more focused on their lives than they are on yours, right? And you're going to get back up, you're going to dust yourself back off, and then how you move forward from that point is going to determine your future. Okay. So that's one reason, right? So one reason is, is, is fear of not being good enough, right? Fear of not being good enough prevents us from setting goals. Another reason that we, we fail to set goals um, for some people is they don't want to make the commitment, right? And, and, and this could be many layers to the commitment, right? So one could be, um, if I set a goal to achieve something, then I'm saying no to something else or I'm taking away from something else. So, so a lot of people that are, you know, let's call them lifestyle focused, right? Our, our, our younger group, and I'm not going to millennial bash or, you know, Gen, <laughs> Gen, Gen Z bash or any of this stuff, or I don't even know what, what letter we're in right now. But lifestyle is very important to some people. 
right? And that means their flexibility of being able to go on, you know, a bike ride in the afternoon or their ability to, at the drop of a hat, go and travel, right? And so setting a goal restricts their commitment or causes a commitment and it restricts their ability for, for them to have flexibility and be able to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. Now, here's the interesting thing. That structure, that construct is literally only in your mind, right? Because mm. there's no reason you can't, I, I shouldn't say there's no reason. The, t- traditionally, there are ways to construct your life, right? Where you have some level of freedom and flexibility and the ability to achieve success in sales, in the sales industry, um, there's a way to build it that way, right? There's a way to set it up. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to set it up in your first 30 days, but through creativity, right? And, and using tools and, and, you know, some ingenious strategies that are out there, you can find ways to achieve very high levels of success and still have flexibility in your schedule. Um, so, so that's just another construct, right? That we're setting up in our mind. And that could be a belief, right? That could be a belief structure that, is either been passed on to us generationally, right? Mm. So our family told us the way to be successful is work hard, right? <laughs> work harder. Yeah. I know a lot of successful people that are self-made that don't work very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's obviously not 100% true. Um, or, or, or this idea that um, maybe you tried to balance your life in a certain way where you had flexibility and something went wrong, right? And, and it failed and it fell apart for you. So you set up a belief. So that's experiential belief, right? That's a belief that you went out and experienced. And that's now a belief that you have. Um, so, so you have to look at some of these things and determine, hey, is this a reality? Is this true? Is this 100% true? Is this always true for everybody? Is there nobody that's being able to do this, that's pulled this off? Or is this just true for, um, is this just a truth that I have set in place that may not be true, right? Is this a belief that I've set in place that's not true? Hmm. So the third reason people fail to set goals <clears throat> is, is this idea that, by setting your goals, you, you will, you know, be locked in, right? It's kind of like the, the other construct, but you're, you're locked in to this um, idea forever, right? Like, so, so I'll give you an example. A lot of people get into real estate in the real estate industry and they, um, maybe they, they, bought or sold a house and they thought, you know what, I can do this job. And so they get their real estate license or whatever. Right. And so they get their real estate license and then, you know, maybe they get laid off and they end up in the industry. Right. And so you say to this person like this, you say, Hey, do you want to, you know, let's go do some goal setting, right? What do you want to achieve? And they're inflexible on wanting to set a goal because they don't see themselves doing this for a significant period of time right? It, it, it's an identity issue, right? That locks them into this identity of, oh, I have to commit to this as an identity. And they don't want to do that, right? They don't want to commit their identity for, for maybe a lot of reasons. Maybe they don't like being a salesperson, right? They think salespeople are bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they don't like real estate agents and they think real estate agents are bad. Yeah. So yeah. it's this identity shift. And by setting a goal, it forces a commitment 
to be somebody or do some or, 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 or set your identity as somebody. And that's something they're not re ready to make a commitment on yet. Yeah, Does that so, make sense? Yeah. Did I cover yeah. that okay? <laughs> yeah. You I felt like I was all over the place. <laughs> you're doing a great job, I think. Uh, so, so, so we talked about an identity shift right now. So what will be an identity to you? If you give an, if, if you are going to give a definition to um, to identity, what would that be? What would be a definition to that? Well, okay. So the way I would define identity is, you know, more than anything, I think that people care about more than money, more than, uh, I hate to say this, I hate to say this, but I'll, I'll whisper it into the mic here, is <laughs> more than their family, right? Mm. More than you know, having kids or not having kids, having a spouse, not having a spouse, more than any of that is their personal identity and how they see themselves in relationship to the world and how other people see them. Okay. So their, their identity is driving their decisions that they're making. Right. So, so if they if they make a decision that, that is counterintuitive to their identity, right? Counter to their identity that they believe themselves to be inside their head, okay? Um, they're going to struggle with executing on those decisions, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, it's really that easy, right? Like if you, if, if you don't see yourself as a salesperson, um, you're probably going to struggle in sales, mm. Right. It's, it's, it's just a reality. Now, not to say that you have to be like a slick wheelie car salesman type person, but you do have to talk to people about your product or service or you're going to struggle, right? You're going to struggle. If you just sit at home thinking people are going to come to you because you're smarter, you're an expert or you're all these things, then you're only living in your identity and you're not living in a reality. <laughs> so you mean like you have to do the work in order for it to work you have to i shouldn't say okay so i think that's different though right so you have to do the work yeah i mean yes work has to get done right yeah. things have to get done you have to express the message you have to get that message out there some way either prospecting or marketing right you got to get your message out there you have to communicate your product and service um, but more importantly is you have to have a goal, right? And, and that's what we're coming back to, which is like, how does bullshit get in the way? Why does bullshit get in the way? Bullshit gets in the way because you're not focused on your goal. That's mm. the answer, right? Because if you were driving from, from Cairo to somewhere <laughs> else, no. To the pyramids, <laughs> yeah. If you're driving from, from New York to Florida, Okay. If you're driving from New York to Florida and you, you know, you say, Hey, let's go to, let's go to Florida. And you hop in your car and you start driving and things start to go wrong, right? You, you get a flat tire, you get a phone call that some, you know, somebody needs your help. You, um, you know, you uh, see an interesting point of, uh, that you want to stop and check out. Maybe you're, you're kind of meandering. It's going to take you a long time to get from New York to Florida. And there's a really highly likely chance you're not gonna make it, okay? So all those little things, the flat tire, the phone calls, the distractions, the beach, the, you know, the, 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 you know, all those things that go wrong are the bullshit, 
Those are the things that just get in the way mm. when you're traveling in a car across country. That's just the things that get in the way. Well, business is no different. Sales is no different. Things, get, things are going to get in the way. Some of those things are going to be your life. Some of those things are going to be your family. Some of those things are going to be, you know, tough clients, difficult situations, you know, products, pro, you know, systems failing, those kind of things. Those, they're just going to get in the way. But if you were going to go from New York to, 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 to Florida and you absolutely had to be there, okay, let's say it's your best friend's wedding, okay, or it's a funeral for a loved one that you want to be at, right? It's a one-time event that you have to be there at a specific time, 100%. Well, number one, you're probably going to fly. <laughs> you're probably not going to drive. But let's just say you're driving, okay? And you're driving along. You get a flat tire on the way. Guess what? You're going to hop out. You're going to change that tire. You're going to throw it back on. You're going to get back in that car, okay? You're yeah. going to keep driving. You get a phone call and somebody says, oh, my gosh, your, your, your cat ran away, you know? You're not turning the car around to go find your cat, okay? You're, you're, getting, you're, you're saying, hey, call my brother, see if my brother can go find my cat. I got to get to this funeral, right? Yeah. You're going to see a sign that says, oh, look at this beautiful beach ahead, scenic overlook, look, sunrise, you've got to see this. It's going to be beautiful. You keep driving, right? You just keep driving. Yeah. That's the bullshit that gets in the way. Now, what's the difference? The goal. Hmm. See, that's the difference is the goal is important to you. The goal is a commitment that you made. The goal reorients you when things go wrong. So no matter what goes wrong, driving from New York to Florida, because that goal is important to you, let's say your car totally breaks down. You blow an engine, boom, engine blown up. What do you do? You say, take me to a rental car place, right? I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to get there. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You, you are like going to be um, pulling out all of the solutions that are in the universe in order just to get there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let me just say this. This is not to say, this is not to say that you sacrifice everything because to have one singular goal that overrides every other goal is dangerous, okay? I'm gonna say that again. To have one singular focused goal that overrides every other goal is dangerous because human nature is we will, we will make mistakes, we will cheat, we will take shortcuts in order to achieve those goals, okay? So an example of this would be if your goal is, um, let's say, you know, let's say you sell a product, right? And you set a really high bar to sell this product. And that's your number one goal. That's your overarching goal. It has to be achieved. It's a must. But in order for you to sell more product, you have to increase manufacturing. And in order to increase manufacturing, you have to lower the quality of the product. So now the quality of the product goes down in order for you to achieve the goal. Okay. It's, it, it almost sounds like uh, us trying to get the vaccine out. <laughs> We're going to vaccine 20 million people. Okay, well, we need 10,000 workers working, you know, 60 hours a week for four months in order to freaking vaccine 20 million people. Okay, did anybody do the math on this? Like, was this just a made-up number? So, so <laughs> it's true. Do the math. 
That's the math. It's stupid. Yeah. Right? It's so stupid. How did we not vaccine all these people? Because we don't have enough people. <laughs> <laughs> so the challenge with an overarching singular focus goal is we will we will cheat to get there. Okay. Yeah. You know, not to say that cheating, you know, from a bad sense, but if you're going from New York to my to to, to Florida and that's your overarching goal, and you know, and and nothing else matters, then what does that mean? That means that you'll probably speed, right? You might break some laws in order to achieve the goal, right? So, so I'm not saying to have an overarching goal that's a be all end all and you know, burn the boats if we don't achieve it. But the goal is designed, right, to reorient your focus when bullshit happens. That's what a goal does, mm. right? Just really practically, that's what a goal does. Okay, so um, what are your thoughts? So let's say right now I have a goal myself. Um, and, and this goal is a very important goal to myself. And um, if, if it's, it's to me, it's either like get this goal or, and, and get there or die, right? So <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty well set goal. Okay. Keep yeah. Going. <laughs> okay. So, so if I do not have a plan to execute this goal and actually reach this goal, so, um, what do you think is going to happen without a plan? But I have a goal, but I have no plan. So what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> do, you, do you have specifics on this? Like, what, can you give me an example? Because what, 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 what kind of goal would you have without a plan? Yeah. I mean, I, let's be honest. All plans don't exist until you have a goal. No, nobody comes up with a recipe and then comes up with the idea to make bread, right? I'm just, I'm just trying to highlight the importance of uh, planning beside also setting a goal. So you can't mm -hmm. just set a goal without a plan. So you, you gotta have a plan in order to get through to, uh, to you know, achieve that goal. Well, I would say yes and no. I would say yes and no. Um, yes, but sometimes, sometimes the plan shows itself. So, so, your the way you're thinking about it is you're thinking about achieving something that other people have already achieved right so there's likely a plan out there already right mm. there's likely a path that already exists and you can identify parts of the let's call them milestones along the way right you can identify some of the milestones but you really can't overcome the plan fully because you're a different person in a different time right mm. Like that's a really important thing to, to acknowledge is just because this person achieved it 10 years prior to you, you're not them. You don't have their background. You don't have their resources available to you and it's a different time. So, so yeah, you can identify some milestones, but it's going to look different. The other thing that's going to look different is the destination when you get there. Okay. Because the playing field is ever changing right? Especially in sales, right? The playing field is ever changing. It's new technologies coming in, new competitors, all these things are ever changing inside the field. So, so the, 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 the true answer, Mo, is um, there is no plan. Really? <laughs> it's, it's true. You have an idea of the plan. Mm. You have a construct of the plan. 
but it's really not a duplicatable plan because everything changes. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. I see your point now. Right. So, um, so here's what I would say is you, you set the goal and you start moving forward. You know, if you can, if you can, um, there, there is an exercise and we can walk through that on a later podcast on how to kind of break that down a little bit more. Mm. But here's what I, I, I want you to, here's, here's the message I want to get across on this, on this today is, mm. is, is the goal is more important than the plan. Okay. Again, driving from New York to Florida. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, so basically what you are trying, what you are trying to say is that the plan can be changed and can be adjusted, but the main goal, this most likely cannot be adjusted or changed. Right. Right. Cause think about driving, right? Like there's going to be detours. There's going to be potholes. There's going to be car accidents. There's going to yeah. be weather. There's going to be all kinds of things that are going to interrupt the journey. Yeah. Because the plan is the map, right? You look at the map and you go, okay, we're going to stop here. We're going to have mm. dinner here. We're going to stay at this hotel. We're going to do this. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of bubble do you live in? What world do you live in? No, nothing works that way. <laughs> So, so yeah, okay, if we get here by this date, we will stop at this restaurant. And if we don't, we're going to stop somewhere else. Like, <laughs> it just, and that's, and that's the journey of success, right? You know, we, what, what tools are we going to use? We're going to use this tool until this tool doesn't work anymore. And then we're going to use a different tool, mm. right? So, so the goal is more important than the plan. But there, there is some things you can do to set out milestones though, right? So milestones are like your mile markers along the way that just let you know that you're progressing towards your goal that builds momentum, et cetera, et cetera. It helps keep you oriented on your goal, but they're sometimes misleading too, right? Mm. So, so ultimately, ultimately your, your, goal, your goal is the direction that you're going, right? And... Um, and the other thing that I'll share is, you know, I thought you were going to say this when you're talking about goal setting. I thought you were going to say, um, well, you must achieve it by this time, right? You must achieve yeah. it by this time. <laughs> sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, right? Yeah, like I've, I've achieved a lot of goals, a lot of really cool milestones in my sales career, in my personal career, in my personal life. And some of them are like, bam, they hit like right on the mark. Some of them, um, I've hit a little early. I've never hit one like super early. It wasn't like, oh, well, that was easy. Um, but, um, but some of them you, you get close to and the, you know, you get disrupted and you, it takes you longer than you thought, you know? And, um, and this is something that Daniel Kuhneman talks about in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, which is in system one thinking, which is our, our, our emotional thinking that you know sets us up in this construct where we're very aspirational and we believe that we can achieve and we're empowered and we 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 actually believe that our our abilities are greater than they are well we also think that time is shorter than it is and that we can achieve things faster okay Mm. Um, and system two thinking is logical thinking in the absence of emotion where we are it's our analytical thinking 
we actually, the construct changes where we look at obstacles as maybe a little more challenging than they are. But the, the, but the thing is, is we often set our goals in a construct of system one thinking, which is, you know, where we, we believe our abilities are greater than we are, that the path ahead is easier than it is. We overlook challenges. We simplify things. We go, oh, when I get to that, I'm just going to knock it down and keep on moving. No, you don't. <laughs> Not always. Yeah. You know, you, sometimes you get up to an obstacle and it takes you some time to get around it or over it or under it or through it. Or, or maybe you got to back down completely and start all over again. And mm. so, but, but what doesn't change is the goal right? The, the goal and the commitment to the goal, right? That, yeah. That's what doesn't change. There's one more thing that I want to share that I think you started to touch on um, and is conflicting goals. So, so like I said, there's six things that I kind of identify when I talk about goal setting and it's, it's, it's your career goals, it's your, your physical health, your relationships, your financial goals, emotional goals, spiritual goals, philanthropic goals, like how are you giving back with volunteering or giving money, educational goals, like growing your knowledge and your understanding of something, and then experiences, right? Like this would be traveling or hobbies or those kind of things. So we kind of have like these, these nine areas for, for goal setting. Well, <clears throat> we get into these, these situations where we have conflict in our goals, right? This is another yeah. reason people don't want to set goals is because it automatically sets up conflict. Yeah, right. I think I think I think that's that's very interesting point of you mentioning that there are different types of goals because I myself didn't knew that, uh, not knew that I wasn't like aware of that. I just have a goal to do something and I just set the goal and and go ahead after it. But I think it's it's helpful uh, even more to kind of um, categorize the, the goal itself, like set it where, it, where does this goal belong to me as a person? What's the category that should I put this goal under? I think that's a very helpful point to, to uh, mention because this, at least being aware of this will help you avoid as much as you can the conflict. Did you think that too? Well, yes and no, yes and no. Um, I wish it was all that simple, man. Like, I wish it was that easy. So, yeah. so you're a young man, right? You're a few years younger than me. You don't have a, you know, a, 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 a wife and kids or yeah. a partner or yeah, any Thank of that. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not dealing with all these different, um, um, I don't want to use the term distractions, but the, these different um, um, uh, things that are, can pull you off and, 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 take your time and your focus, right? Mm. So you're also, because you're young, you're not dealing with health issues, right? You know, me, you know, I'm 40, almost 47 years old, getting into that point in my life where, you know, maintaining my weight's more challenging, maintaining my diet. Um, th those kind of things become much more challenging because your body doesn't bounce back the way it used to, right? Like now, you know, you, you, you carb load and your body shows you, you carb loaded. <laughs> a little too much positive right there so so here's the thing that i i think is like if you look at these nine areas of goal setting um if 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 like let's say you know health you know again you're you're 20 how old are you now <laughs> almost 23 okay 23 so you're 23 you know losing weight 
probably isn't going to be a real high priority on your goals, right? Yeah. Because it's not something that's affecting your life right now. You're not dealing with heart disease or, or you know, um, low energy or any of those things that a 47-year-old man has <laughs> to think about, right? So, so for you, that might be a very low priority number for you, right? So, yeah. so even though you have on there, yeah, I want to exercise, you know, maybe that, that priority number is a little bit lower. Now at 23, you know, you're focusing on education. You're focusing on, you know, starting to build your career, figure out what your career is. So those are going to be higher priority goals for you. Right? Those goals are going to be at a higher priority level than the other goals. So, so you, there's kind of some things that you have to do. So one, you have to decide what you want to achieve in each of those areas of your life. Okay. Hmm. Then you have to prioritize them. Which goal outranks the other goal? Because there will be conflict. There mm. will be conflict and something has to win. And, and uh, in regards to that, in regards to prioritizing, of course, prioritizing is based on uh, how I see from my own perspective is important uh, to work on right now. Uh, like something that I shouldn't be postponing for later, right? Yeah, yeah, completely. Although it's sometimes nice to have somebody kind of walk you through it too, right? To, to bounce it off of somebody. Because, you know, when I was running my real estate brokerage in Boulder, Colorado, you know, I had about 45 agents that worked for me. I had a lot of younger people who worked for me that, you know, they, they moved to Boulder specifically for the lifestyle, right? So they mm. could travel, they could hike, they could go rock climbing, you know, they could go skiing, they could do all these things. And then they'd come to me and say, well, I want to make, you know, $150,000 selling real estate, right? Then I'd say, okay, great. Here's, here's what it's going to take. Here's the time investment it's going to take in order to do that, to achieve that from where you're at right now in your business. And then they would go skiing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so the conversation of priority management, right? Like, is this a priority that overrides your priority for your hobbies, your, mm. your, you know, your leisure time? Yeah. Because there is going to be a conflict there. It's going to show up. So one has to win, mm. right? One has to win over the other. So, so you're just setting up the rules in place on, on when these decisions are made, who wins? Now, another way you could do that, and, 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 you know, a lot of salespeople, you know, like in real estate sales, and if you're in insurance sales, if you're um, health insurance sales or um, financial services and those kind of things, you're kind of working all the time, right? You're not really working a nine to five Monday through Friday schedule because your clients aren't available, right? Yeah. Your clients yeah. are working during the day. So they're, they're available in the evenings and the weekends. So you're kind of working evenings and weekends. And then you're also available nine to five Monday through Friday, because that's when they email you, text you, or call you because they have a question, right? So, so you're kind of on all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have a, um, unlike like something like car sales, where, you know, you go to the dealership, you, you work the lot, you work the phones, you make your sales for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. And then when you go home, you're home, right? So, so there are differences in sales, but in this, in this aspect, um, when we're talking about sales where you're working kind of on all the time, your income is 100% committed to your, your 
success that you have, the sales that you have, you're 100% commission-based with no, no base salary or anything like that. Um, these conflicts come up every single day, like mm. every single day. Okay, so um, here's an interesting thought. So let's say I do have a personal goal myself and I'm, I'm working myself. I hope you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, so let's say, yeah, I'm, I'm working on, on it and I'm working towards it. And just for some reason, I just decided that I can't do it anymore. I'm just doing too much of it and nothing seems to work. So what do you think would be the things that I should be looking at in order to avoid this kind of situation? Okay, so so a little more clarity. So you have a goal mm. and you're working towards it, but you mm. feel like you're working and you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly when you're getting somewhere. That's the truth. Wow. <laughs> wow. So yeah. when, when you feel like you're like slogging through it, and it's just like this monotonous repetition and you're just doing the grind. Here's the thing. Success is not sexy. It's not. <laughs> Success is not one of those things that you're like, oh my gosh, my every single day is so different. Oh, no, no, no. Success is repetition. Mm. That's what leads to success, especially in sales. Repetition leads to success in sales and repetition is boring. <laughs> yeah that's true so that's exactly when you're actually achieving your goal mm. right because when you look back when you achieve your goal and you look back on what made you successful you're gonna see it was those times it wasn't yeah. the times that you made the great sale it wasn't the times that you had the great conversation it was the times where you were in the in the slog moving through and through think about sports right is the success of michael jordan was his success the games or was his success the practices hmm. the practices yeah the practices yeah, all the, the, the games yeah all the other team members were playing the same games yeah but were they in the gym practicing as much as michael was right hmm. so so you look at his success and you think, oh, you know, he must have been miserable practicing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> there was probably days he was like, I hate my life. I don't want to do this. But that's what led to his success. It wasn't the game, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't the, and in sales, that's the, you know, when we're closing somebody or we're, you know, you know, we said the right thing at the right time and we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the success. The success was the calls that you were making. It was the going out on the appointment on a on an eight o'clock at night when you don't want to go. You know, it's it was those little things that were the the success that that led to the achievement of the goal. Mm. So do you, do you think if if I'm going to be overthinking this and just keep saying to myself, I keep saying like repetitively, right? that um, nothing is working. Um, I'm just doing all this hard work and I, I just can't see that I'm there yet. And I don't think I'll be there soon. So what do you think uh, that me or, or people who are listening to this uh, or watching this, what do you think that they could do in order to 
avoid as much as as they can this kind of feeling what could they do to to avoid what this feeling avoid like feeling that they did everything and still nothing's happening keep going keep going <laughs> this goes back to that mile marker conversation right yeah. so this is where setting up mile markers or in your business, milestones, mile markers, however you want to look at it, right? That the analogy of driving again, you know, here in America, I don't know what the roads are like in Cairo. I can only imagine. <laughs> you don't want to trust me. <laughs> But here in America, every mile on the side of the road is a little green marker, right? And those are called mile markers. Every 10 mile markers is a number. And that's a, that, that, that shows you each of the miles, right? Mm. So, um, So in your business, you can set this up too. You can say, okay, in a year, if I want to achieve this number of sales in a year, um, logically, um, six months in, here's where I would be. Three months in, here's where I would be. One month in, here's where I would be, right? Mm. Now that might be a sales number. That could be um, something that you need to learn or develop, a skill that you need to learn and develop along the way in order to achieve the goal. So like if you're brand new to something and you don't have the skills yet, then it's going to be a skill, right? One of those mile markers might be developing a skill. Yeah. Maybe you don't even make a sale. Maybe you just learn a new skill. And then, and then the next mile marker might be um, a sale, okay? So... Those little mile markers that you set up is what you get excited about and you reward yourself for it. And you say, oh, good job. I achieved this. I'm proud of myself. I'm happy I did this. And it could be stupid. It, uh, seriously, it could be the dumbest, most insignificant things that only matter to you, right? What's the, what's the dumbest milestone that you had yourself? Oh, I've had some good ones. And, and here's some funny things. You, you know what I would re reward myself with? Um, drinking a Coca-Cola. That was it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. So, so, so here's, here's how I would do it is let's say I had to come in and, uh, I had to, I, I would come in and make some calls, right. And I would do maybe some follow-up calls or some outbound calls that I just didn't want to make. Right. I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, that is my one vice is, is I drink diet Cokes now, you know? Um, I try to limit them to two a day. I do the best I can. Sometimes I sneak in the third. I don't tell anybody. <laughs> and for some reason, if I go to a, a, a drive-through, that one doesn't count, but because I like them better in the can, right? I like my can, Diet Coke, super cold. That's my treat, right? So, so back, back um, years ago, right? Literally in my 20s, um, what I would do is I would not allow myself to have my Coca-Cola until I made my calls. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Insignificant to the world, insignificant to anybody yeah. other than myself, yeah. right? But, but what am I doing? If you think about how I set that up is it affects my physiology, right? So when you drink a Coca-Cola, the sugar goes through your body and you get a little rush, little bubbles bubbling up in your throat. Mm, love it, <laughs> right? The, the, literally the red can would excite me, the shiny red can. I love it, right? And the smell, yeah. mm, right? So physiology is affected, right? Stimulation from the sugar 
release of dopamine inside of my body because of my affinity for it, right? So all of these things are, are hitting my reward centers for me making and achieving something that I didn't want to achieve. So, so I just set up a little milestone. Now you can do the same thing in, in a larger construct too, which could be if, let's say your goal, again, I'll just use, you know, your goal is to sell 20 homes a year as a real estate agent. And if by July 31st, you, you achieve 15, right? Because a, a real estate agent's fiscal year typically falls off around October because of the time it takes to close a sale, right? So mm -hmm. you kind of have to have your sales nailed by October in order to make sure you're going to hit your goal by the end of the year, right? So you kind of have to have your pipeline dialed in. So, so let's say you, if, if I achieve, uh, I, I guess 15 is a little high, high by end of July, but let's say, um, let's say 12 sales by the end of July to make sure that you're on, on track to achieve your goal. Um, and if you achieve 12 sales by July, you, you go for a week to, you know, um, a nice tropical resort and you reward yourself and you truly reward yourself. You pat yourself on the back you tell yourself that you're proud of yourself. You bask in your achievement, right? And then you let it go and get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't then stay in that place. <laughs> that is not a good place to stay. Yeah. I'm the greatest. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> For so, this moment, you are. <laughs> yeah, so just reward yourself and just get back to where you, uh, you want to go and uh, where you need to go. And, uh, and then, then hit, hit or add another milestone where after you reach this milestone or your overarching goal, uh, this will be your reward, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to set up something. You have to set up something to continue the reward structure. And if you've been in this business, I mean, I've been in, in sales for 20, um, literally 26 years, right? This will be my 27th year this year. And you have to continue to remember to reward yourself because if you don't, it's really, really easy to lose the drive and the interest and the passion for what you're doing. And, and we'll share later in some other episodes on some, some ways to spark that passion and interest. Um, but uh, little rewards, right? Yeah. Little rewards, very helpful with that. Yeah. So I think we covered that, con that conversation today. What do you think, Mo? Yeah, I think, um, I think we did a good job. I think uh, the rest of the feedback will be to our listeners and viewers to uh, give us their thoughts on what we did. Did we did good? Did we did bad? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's up for them to decide at that point. Is this is this a worthy conversation? Is are we just repeating what everybody else says, or do we actually have something to say? Right, that would be interesting in the comments. Right, yeah. like let us know. You know, what, let us know if there's something else that you want us to talk about that that you know maybe isn't clear or maybe isn't talked about in your industry, and um, and uh, we'll we'll check it out. We'll we'll talk about it. You know, Mo and I like to do research on this stuff, and. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we'll do the heavy lifting for you, yeah. right? We'll, we'll get you some answers on, on what your, what your questions are. 
uh, speaking of that, if, if anybody, if you uh, are dear listeners and viewers, if you guys have any questions uh, that you want to ask Sean, you can just go ahead on LinkedIn or Twitter and hashtag ask Sean and then your question and we'll pull it up and see it ourselves. And we'll try to answer it as fast as we could in the upcoming episode. So into the upcoming episode, we will try at the end of each and every episode to answer one of the questions or, you know, as many questions as we could in the end of our podcasts. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's it so far. Uh, I think we did cover a lot of stuff today. So to recap what we have mentioned, so we've been talking about how lots of BS could uh, cloud the, the vision, could cloud your main goal, could uh, pivot you from focusing on what's important to you and your business. So uh, Sean mentioned three things, three main things that stops you or, or you know, that causes this cloud of, of on the vision. So uh, number one was fear of being uh, not good enough, right? So uh, number two was setting a goal is something that causes restrictions due to commitment. So when you set a goal, you commit to it, and this causes restrictions on other things that you like. Maybe you are someone who like to play video games at the weekend. Uh, maybe focusing on the goal would be uh, not allowing you to enjoy yourself and, and, and uh, enjoy your time playing the video games. So that was number two. Number three, was doing the identity uh, the identity shift, uh, which is you know your self image, uh, focusing on how you really want to position yourself, how you really want to look like into doing this whatever you are doing. If you are a salesperson, you need to do this kind of identity shift as a person with a suit and a tie, and uh, speaking with people, uh, just doing sales. And sales is all about talking and speaking. And uh, this is what we are doing too. We are currently talking and speaking. So uh, yeah, conversations in sales is very important, I think. Um, so yeah, that was it so far for our episode. Again, as we have mentioned, if you guys have any question, you can hashtag ask Sean at LinkedIn or Twitter and we'll pull it up or uh, comment on our videos on YouTube. We'll pull it up and try to answer it as much as you can into the end of each episode. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you again, Sean. If you have any last words, please go ahead. I don't just, uh, again, going back to what we, you, you just said is, uh, you know, I, I say to people, it's about the goal, stupid. It's about the goal. And just pick something to focus on that you want to accomplish. It's not your forever goal. It's mm. not going to pigeonhole you in a corner. It's going to orient you, right? It's, it's, it's going to give you a direction to go to that literally every other decision that you make is dependent on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Thank you so much guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed again. If you guys have any comments, please let us know. Uh, and if you have any questions, hashtag ask Sean at LinkedIn or Twitter, and we will get through it at the end of the next episode. So thank you so much again for watching. Thank you for tuning in or listening if you are listening on the podcast. And yeah, we hope to see you guys soon again. See you guys.